You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Thursday night football is over. The short week is over. Now we have a nice little long weekend here after the Patriots beat the Giants by 14 points. We'll start that one over. (laughs) 35 minus 14 is 21. I couldn't figure out the score. Jesus Christ. All right, start over. Feel free to use all this if you need it. Yeah, of course, because I, I, I did it. No days off. No days off. No. Fresh off a 35-14 when the Patriots beat the Giants on Thursday Night Football. Now go into a long weekend and probably get the weekend off before uh, getting ready for the Jets on Monday Night Football. Back-to-back um, New York teams. Primetime yeah. affairs. Great games. Not. I don't know about that because this one was not a great football game and the score is a little misleading. Very misleading. The score looks like if you just – I think that would be a fine score if you were watching from somewhere and you saw on a scroll you were at a party. Like, oh, 35-14 like, oh, yeah. Patriots took care of business. Uh, not exactly. They, they were actually trailing play, in this game. And they didn't play well offensively. And this continues to be the stretch, and it's becoming sort of the theme of the team that the defense is good, dominant. You know, They gave up one big play tonight for a long touchdown to Golden Tate, but they were dominant again, making plays, interceptions, forced fumbles, another touchdown that they score. Blocked punt. Blocked, but you can't count on those. Bill brought that up right in the beginning of his. Like Those are bonus points. And if you took away this team's bonus points, they're not as good as they look on paper. And the Giants didn't have basically Anybody. their whole offense. Anybody. And their defense isn't that good. It's not even an injury thing. Their no. defense just isn't really that good. And... The Patriots once again. Now they were limited. No, let's just bit. let's make this. Josh Gordon left the game in the second quarter. No Philip Dorsett. Josh no Rex Gordon Burkhead. Left the game. No Rex Burkhead. But you're still scuffling a little bit, sputtering a little, a little bit. bit. A and lot. They are all. They're not avoiding it. They're not shooting the idea down. They know it's happening, and they know it needs to be better. And they are all offensively thankful that they have their six the and defense and the special teams and the six and zero perfect well, record. Edelman sort of gave the perfect answer, and he was asked like, "What's your state of the offense right now through six games?" And he had one one sentence: "We're six and zero." Correct. Thanks to the special teams and the defense. Right. Because if the way they've played, they could have probably should have. I know you write <laughs> columns about that when they should lose. Uh, lost a football game somewhere along the way here. Tonight? But you going to write that? Patriots should have lost tonight? No. Okay. Tonight's more about um, they're just good enough right now to win, and that's mostly because probably the because of their play- well, and who they're playing. Right. Um, yeah. 
They might have lost to the Giants tonight if the Giants had their real team. Probably not. I think in the end, the Patriots still would have won the game and made the plays they needed to. But, you know, you're talking about no Philip Dorsett and no Josh Gordon and no Rex Burkhead. How about no Evan Engram, Sterling Shepard, and uh, Saquon Barkley? Barkley. That is their offense. That's more than half of all their yards, all their rushing yards. They were missing, I think I did it out, 64% of their total yards this year. In that way, it was sort of a fair game where both teams – and Daniel Jones looked like – a young rookie quarterback, some really bad throws. Some decent ones. Some decent throws. Occasion threw it away. You know, had some athleticism. But just from the Patriots' perspective, the redundancy of this sort of narrative or the themes of these games is the offensive line continues to be an issue. A major one. Early in the game, they have a third and one. They have a fourth and one. They don't get it. They turn the ball over on downs. Sony Michelle's part of the problem, not part of the solution. Uh, He... To me, just has no explosion. He, I said this to you in the press box. He doesn't have a single trait that says he's a first-round pick. Correct. Now, I made the comparison, and you didn't like it, but others did that I shared it with. <laughs> when did you have time to I share think this? Josh Gordon and Sony Michelle are very similar to me. They are look a little like hefty, a little overweight, and a little lacking of explosion. Not that quick, not that explosive. Um, and that's hindered this offense a little bit through the first six games of the season. And I think Tom Brady, there's... Some frustration. Now, he's not off the hook because that throw deep down the middle that was, I, I guess, don't. to Julian Edelman. He was, Julian Edelman was wide open. And there was a defensive back, I don't know, seven yards away trailing. And Tom Brady suddenly got colorblind and threw it right to the well, defensive that's back. What it, it wasn't like he was expecting Edelman to do one thing and he didn't do it. Like I, He, was, he looked no, up and saw what he was doing and I, then just I, threw it to the wrong team. I cannot explain it. That's they, three straight weeks of horrible throws. And he tried to do it again later in the game where he threw to Edelman on the goal line and just kind of lobbed it up there. Could have been another interception. And it would have been back-to-back interceptions because the Brady interception came right after a Daniel Jones interception and then on this one the Patriots get an interception Brady tried to give it away so those are throws you see you expect from Daniel Jones yes and not Tom Brady and certainly not from Tom Brady when it'd be one thing if he's taking a shot because they're you know trying to make a play we're rolling if I make a mistake the defense will but they can't have those mistakes right now even as well as the defense is playing they're giving other teams too many opportunities right. and too many gifts and taking away their own scoring. And the chances. other play, too, that where the uh, Giants scored the strip sack where Ryan Izzo got beat. But even on yep. that, I thought that Brady held on to the ball a little time. too long. A long time. And you saw it early in the game. He usually has that feeling where he looks around, gets a little skittish, looks around. This time he's just standing there, standing there, standing there. That's the type of thing we usually make fun of that like a Ben Roethlisberger right. does or somebody who just doesn't have that awareness. Brady didn't have the awareness on that play. And it I, all comes back to him just not being confident with who he has out there. I feel correct. Like. And, oh, by the way, who did he throw to? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers four was targeted four. four times, caught four passes for 50-something 50 yards. yards. And admitted afterwards he had a nice 23-yard catch that helped sort of jumpstart a drive and get them down. That was a nice range. play for him. That was a back show to throw. Very nice. Show the chemistry. And the what trust. did he say? I knew I had to catch it because I knew I might not get another one if I don't. Like, that's the pressure he's working under. I'm not. I, I know it's the NFL, and as he said, I'm really lucky I get paid to play a, a game. But does he need that extra pressure? There's already inherent well, pressure with him. I'm a professional athlete. There's 68,000 people, all that. This fear of if I drop one, he's never going to come to me again? That's sort of what I wrote in the column that sort of got a lot of crap on the Internet about Brady being so negative is you have all these young guys, and that's just beyond Jacoby Myers, Gunner, uh, Ryan Izzo, Matt Lacoste. Like, in your back of your head, you're worried about your own quarterback, right. and that's not what you, what's the it's best thing almost like thing they treat it like the military where I'm going to break this guy now so, yeah. I don't, so he doesn't break in the Super Bowl. Well, you may not get to the Super Bowl if you don't treat right. him well enough to get – like, so they're, they're definitely – piecing it together in terms of efficiency on the offense right now. 
They are, um, they just, they don't, I said it a few weeks ago and I'll say it again. What do they do well? Like the tight ends, they the wide receivers. They throw to Julian Edelman well. Correct. Even he had a couple ugly drops tonight or in a couple plays where he and Tom weren't on the same page. He kind of drifted. Brady threw to the outside. Yep. So even that isn't perfectly efficient as you've seen at times. Um, I think it took like 15 targets to go to yeah, him. a lot of targets. So I just, it, the offensive line needs to be better. So you count on Wynn coming back to maybe help that. But that's not coming, I mean, that's not coming next week. That's and coming. it also doesn't fix when it's third and one and fourth and one and you run over right guard, right tackle, and you can't get it. Tony Michelle basically has gotten benched from his short yardage role. I mean, right. We had Brandon Bolden and then Tom Brady on quarterback Thomas sneaks. Edward, the GOAT of, what did Brady, what did Edelman call him? The, the GOAT, goat of, of quarterback sneaks. QB sneaks. I kind of agree. Like I know well, he was yeah. sort of making a joke, but he has been really good at it over his career. He's probably the greatest sneaker in the. But the do you really want your forty-two-year-old quarterback to quarterback sneaks on on third and one? Um, is it ideal? No. It's like more often like you know once or twice a game, not. Like but if I every... need it to win, then yes. Sure, but He's not my quarterback. But not, I pay not, him twenty-something million dollars to win football. Not games. every drive on Thursday night football against the Giants. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so I, I want to be sure that we don't over, go overly negative, right? Right, because they are six and zero. They're six and zero. No one else other than the Forty ers is undefeated, and the Forty ers haven't played. They have. They've only they played four, four games. They're four and zero. You're two up on the Forty ers um, You know, certainly the Chiefs lost the game. You're building a nice foundation, and eventually, I think you'll get better. You know, they always do. They, they tend to get well. My only concern is I don't know that the defense can get better or even maintain this level of play. Yeah, but if this defense even you know drops down to ninety percent of what they're doing right now, they're still going to be the top 90%. one of the one of the top five defenses in the league. Right. Like we're not expecting them to go like half of what they're doing. No. And you know they got nicked up. There were a lot of guys who got dinged up tonight. Left the game. Patrick Chung left the game and did not return defensively. And he was a guy who just returned after right. missing a game. Um, and we've talked a lot about it. They do have, you know, as Bill said, they're playing 20 guys. They have the depth on defense. And Bill really emphasized, somebody tried to praise the defense post game for, you know, gutting through and some guys and going down. And Bill kept going back to the offense because they ended with basically one personnel group offensively. Lacoste was out. Um, obviously, Dorsett was already out. Then Gordon goes out. Janssen going out. Yeah, Jacob Jan. It's not Janssen. It's Johnson. Jakob. Jakob Johnson. Johnson. Soft J, hard J. Say it in your mind. Soft J, hard J. Sing it every time. Don't even put that on the internet. Um, <laughs> so let, let's get to the rumor of the weekend. Ooh. It's not the weekend. It's Thursday, Andy. The rumor of, of the, the middle week. of the week. Um, I guess it's it was Brown. Yeah. Would like to come back. Yeah, but that's not the rumor. The rumor was started by Dan Cilio. Well, he actually, it's a report. I mean, he kind of works in the media. He has connections to the University of Miami, so I'm assuming he has connections to Drew Rosenhaus. And he sort of reported that they have requested a meeting with the Patriots, Robert Kraft, try to come up here and maybe try to convince him of what A.B. said in, in his this game Instagram. After, right. A.B. said basically this, like... But he said, you got to pay me, so let me earn it. Right. Um, he's begging his way back into Patriot Nation or the NFL right. after he previously went in on his Twitter tirade and said he was done with the NFL and he was yeah. quitting and not playing in their contracts and all that crap. Um <laughs> But this is a Patriots team that could certainly use Antonio Brown. As much as we bitch about the offense, when you get one of those transformational guys, and we've sort of given up on Gronk since he was working for Fox on Thursday night and not the Patriots. He was involved with the game. He was. Just not with the Patriots. He's working in TV now. Um, AB changes everything. That's just the reality of that type of player. Now, how realistic is that? 1%? Three percent. I'm going five percent. Stop me. No whammy. No whammy. No whammy. Stop. Ten. Ten percent. I'll take the over. 
how much over like fifteen percent? <laughs> right. I'm just trying to sell it. Right. It's a podcast. We're working. I mean, media. we These can types we, of stories are good. But good we, for business. But we can all agree. Booming. We can all agree that Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, would probably be on board with him returning. Oh, the guy that has to be convinced or would make the decision is Robert Kraft, and for two reasons. Two reasons, mind you, not just one. One that everybody likes to glom onto is is it glom or glob? Glob, Glob, I believe. Glob. I'm not taking advice from you. You misuse a lot of words. Um, the thing that he'd have to get past, the tweet, I don't think is as big a deal. You know, you can, everybody, It's a cheap shot yeah. on Twitter, but whatever. Maybe you move past it. I would liken that a little bit to when Ty Law called Bill Belichick a liar when right. they were in contract disputes and then gets a contract, comes back to the team, and what would you say to Bill? What's up, Bill? And, you know, right. it's business. You move past he it. He can say, hey, I had a tough weekend. I got cut from the NFL. Right. I was just, you know, emotional. This but... And that. The thing people have not explained to me is he was fired for one simple reason. The he text sent messages. out the group texts that were intimidating toward a woman. When he was property of the Patriots. Not property. I when he was on the Patriots. He was on the Patriots. That's not a proper term. Um, he, and nothing has changed there. No. Right? So if uh, that was a no. fireable offense then, it's a fireable offense now. That right. hasn't changed. I don't know how they get past that. I don't know how, if you're Robert Kraft, you would look past that. And then so, it, there's also just the factor of you don't know what's going to happen to him if he ever were to come back. Would he? Would another story come out? Would he? You know, send, oh, I wouldn't feel great about it. Would he send some other text messages? Would he? You yeah, know, no, go I on one of his you know things we saw in Oakland. There's just Certainly so much. Possible. There's just so much unknown. I have said this. I think if Antonio Brown came back, and again, it's a small percentage. Ben Volan tried to hype it up in the Boston Globe. Um, obviously, Dan Cilio is trying to. Hype it up out of wherever he works, if he works anymore on Twitter. Um, but I think it would be the most remarkable, unexpected, unbelievable story of the two decades of the Patriots dynasty. And yes, I know the things that have gone on. I know the gate and the gate and the murder and all of these things. To me, this was, would be more unbelievable. Which because is why I don't think it's going to happen. It would, you would be seeing Robert Kraft sort of just sort of swallow his pride and, and take uh, the guy back. And, the most. You know, I don't even do that with my kids. If I ground my kids, it's not like a day later you... Hey, uh, you want to go to the movies with me? I'm kind of right. bored. Right. No, you're grounded. Go to your room. And right. I got to stick by it. Even if I don't like it, I got to stick by it because that's kind of what you have to do. Well, then we hear, what, what was it the morning that uh, AB sent out that tweet about Kraft saying that like yes. there's, there's no shot I'm, pay- that I'm paying this man? I'm paraphrasing, but that's right. what I think Adam Schefter said. I believe said. Schefter tweeted out that Robert Kraft said he would never pay that guy, even if he, like, the he grievances and all that. He yeah. lost the grievances. Yeah. So um, the here and the now is the Patriots are the best team in the American Football Conference. Right? Probably the National the Football Conference NFL. as well. They just don't always look like it. That no. was an ugly football game on Thursday night. You had some boos at times or the crowd getting a little uncomfortable. Yeah, the first half was sort of uh, like, what's going on here? Yes, and we've had a few of those now. Washington last week. Yeah, what's going on here? Buffalo but then, the they, but then they ultimately pull it together. Like, it's three weeks in a row. If you keep playing with that game, towing that line, playing with fire, at some point you lose. No, I agree. Now, I'm not saying if you lose in October or November. It's like the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. The so Chiefs have be, already lost. Games. Right. You're going to be a different football team by the time it matters. And you've already put yourself well in position to the time it matters. You've laid the foundation to be the number one seed, to host an AFC title game. Now you could screw that up. I, you know, I don't think you'll take too many losses to screw that up because I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a ton of losses either, especially if they beat you. That game is obviously a huge game. Everybody circled it on the calendar. But Patrick Mahomes is 0-2 against you. He's made mistakes against you and your defense. Struggles in well. prime time. Yeah, there's no, no reason to believe you won't I, win that. I have a question. Do you Good. think ask question, do I th- answer. Do you think the Patriots' weak, weak schedule to start the season – is a negative for this team moving forward. Like they haven't really played anyone tough yet, and so when they play, nope. they're tough 
you know, stretch with the Eagles, nope. the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Browns. Nope. Well, no. Nope. I think this is how you would draw it up. Build. Nope. Build over the course of the season, right? Because I don't want to have an easy schedule like, okay, I had a couple tough games in September, early October. Then I had an easy late November, December, and I get to January, and I, I have this false sense of confidence. Right. I'm swaggering into the playoffs, and all of a sudden I get kicked in the nuts, and I'm out of the postseason. But I just think, you know, once you get into those games, you don't really know what you are, really. I mean, you've never yeah, – It doesn't matter, though. As all long right. as you get to those games with a really good record. All right. That's that's fair. Right? That's fair. You can stumble in one of those games and treat it as a what did Matthew Slater tell you in Buffalo character builder? Character, character building. building win. That was a character building win. There could be a character building loss on the horizon where you'll learn about Well, your I think team. we saw that last year when they lost those back to back games to Miami and Pittsburgh. Correct. And most of us said they're toast. They're done. We they didn't. Done. They they used it and somehow made it a positive built and learned. All right, off you talked you talked me into that. Okay. I usually do. I'm pretty much undefeated in our debates, arguments, and conversations. False. That's kind of the way this goes. False. Um, what else you got? Uh, another win that I that I have against you, I think that's shorter trending that way. Michael Bennett, he was nowhere to be found tonight. He played probably less than ten snaps. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because I, I he seems like he's upset too. Like he's on the sideline. Like, you be? Yeah, he's but, used to being sort of a a focal point. So player. why? So why isn't he? And don't say like they're just rotating guys because they're rotating guys and, and other guys that play his position like Dietrich Wise is getting you know thirty forty percent of the snaps and he's getting like Dietrich Wise 10. playing well though he was a starter tonight. Boy, did I show you on that one if you want to talk about things I won. You wanted to cut him in the summer and I said nope, he's a good football. I player. believe I just brought that up like for the podcast. It wasn't like I was all in on it. You wanted to cut him. Okay, we don't need to bicker at <laughs> two a.m. or whatever the hell time it is here. Um, the Michael Bennett thing. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Ben Watson thing. They didn't have a roster spot for Ben Watson. Maybe they don't have an on-field spot in the eleven-man lineup for Michael Bennett. But that's—I know it's ridiculous. Right. I don't. I think they're probably working through some things technique-wise. He. I think he's always been a go-get-him player, and yeah. maybe they're asking him to play with a little more technique at the line of scrimmage. Oh, funny, isn't isn't that what somebody told you like in the spring when they yeah, signed him? It wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And I. I personally think he could do more, and I don't really understand it. I've heard people say, you know, they're keeping his snaps down so yeah, that they don't have please. to pay him or something. Or, or like they're keeping him fresh for the playoffs. Like, come on. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, Touchdown Twins say that? Is that what the, who said that? I don't know. I saw a couple people have said it, flown out there. Um, trade deadline's coming up in a little over two weeks. Yeah. We heard today, actually, on our airways, Peter King said doesn't believe Stefan Diggs will be traded out of Minnesota. And then uh, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati said he doesn't believe that the Bengals are trading A.J. Green. So this is more of a they're not trading. Right. That was he, he has definitive. a say in it. Yeah. And he has a say in it. Whereas Peter King is just a pontificator like you and I. Regardless, if those two are off the market, then what? Do you go all in on Emmanuel Sanders? Thought we were getting A.B. Thought we just talked about that. Well, if we don't. Oh, probably should go get Emmanuel Sanders then. Probably what, should get somebody. What hey, about my guy? A.J. Not... Howard. O.J. Howard. A.J. Howard I've never heard of. He OJ. played cornerback for the Patriots. Yeah, that's why I've never heard of him. <laughs> Got a lot of corners better than him. Uh, O.J. Howard, sure. Um, I don't think it's an overly exciting move. I don't think that's a transformational type move. I don't think you're, gonna, you're not going to get an exciting move at the deadline. A.B. Okay, but besides— Tell me that wouldn't be exciting? Be Could more be more exciting. Dramatic and all those We all would those be phrases. the epicenter of the football world again. There'd be TV trucks out there. CNN would be back. All those people. Screw China and the NBA. Patriots, A.B., and Belichick would be the story now. And we'd kind of squash those questions, probably, just like China does. You didn't answer my question. What was the question? Trade targets. Besides, uh, besides Emmanuel Sanders. like there's A.J. Not... Howard's fine. Emmanuel Sanders O.J. Is fine. Howard. Oh, you screwed it up and you made me say A.J. Um, 
Mohamed Sanu, you know, certainly the but, but, Falcons but are that, close but that's to being my, out of it. That's my point, though. There's not that exciting name. That's going to be Antonio Brown. Okay. How many right. exciting names you need to add? So you're all in on AB, huh? And then when Gronk does like his second week of TV and realizes this media crap isn't all that fun, he'll be back too. <laughs> well, I think he doesn't like hanging out with Terry Bradshaw and Actually, and he kind of seems to like Gonzalez. it. He kind of seems to like it. I think that sort of fits him, especially if they let him do sort of his own thing and be a little around, zany, screw around, not just sit make on a couple set, 69 like, jokes. Yeah, the, the Bills defense, one of the best in the league. Right. Yeah, they can't do that. Um, but, hey, it'd be fun. If we're going to shoot for the stars and being in the media, why don't we say Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown? You add Hall of Famers, two Hall of Famers to the Patriots offense. Need something right now. So this break for the Patriots, because they have, what, Long. 11 days off, 12 days off, something like that. comes at a good time. They, they're Especially with all the guys that got dinged up tonight. It goes beyond just tonight. I mean, you have Julian Edelman, who's playing through a chest injury. You can clearly see he's, he's you know laboring out there. Looks fine. 100 yards, 100 yards. Yeah, but you can just tell he's like, you know, taking longer to get up, and this—you can tell he's—he's—he's he's, he's hurt out there. Maybe he's pulling the old Jim Brown. You always get up slow, so they never really know when you're hurt. Sure. Jim Brown used to do, you know. Besides him, there's you Jim know, Brown, Hightower, banged up, Chung's banged up, Rex Burkhead's banged up. You have a lot of guys, a lot of key contributors that are banged up. So Physical I think game. We're so, all playing through pain. So that's I what think. Edelman said. Yeah, he, he's. Remember that question gets brought up. He doesn't want to talk about it. Well, he, he's not that. They don't talk about injuries here. Yeah, but so. like somebody, you can just. Give their cliches, like, you know, and, and give a couple of But even the way it. it's asked, I knew for a fact he was going to say, Yeah, so did I. We're all playing through something, or we're all banged up. So did I. Like, you got to be a little smarter with the questions. I, I would agree you know with what that. You're gonna get. I would agree with that. But what I'm, my point is that this break comes at a good time, and then you're playing the Jets on Monday night. So it's sort of another game where you don't really need all your players. So if, if Sooner a, or later, that's going to bite you that, in the ass. Sooner or later, when you're a, a multi-touchdown, three-touchdown, seven, what was it, 17 points, I think, favorite tonight, um, which actually worked out fine in the end. But, it took um, a while to get there. Yeah, it, it's going to bite you in the ass sooner or later. You can't keep playing this way. Oh, we'll figure it out in the second half. We'll score points. You know, it, that's, that's a dangerous game to play. Now, Edelman, I don't know if you bought into that. We were both in the Edelman gangbang in the locker room. Um, I don't know if you bought into the whole, oh, we get everybody's best shot. You know, it seems like everybody plays against to us. To me, that was sort of an excuse. Yeah, because, I mean, you didn't get the Giants' best shot. You might have got their best shot if they had any of their good players You didn't get the, the Redskins' best shot. They gave up at halftime. Right. So, I don't know that I really... I think this is more about them offensively. I thought his first answer, well. his beginning tone was like, "We got to get better. We we yes. know we need to get better. We're we're six and zero, but that's the the extent of the offense." So I I liked more the beginning rather than the end with the excuse making. I should say, um, I do believe Bill Belichick was genuinely happy with this win. I do too. I always find it interesting what his mood is. Well, even before he got into the locker room, I looked on the sideline when they were taking the kneel downs and he was giving hugs to everybody he could see on the sideline. Like he he sort of likes these, you know, short weeks. He knows yes. how much they put into it. He knows how much he demands and he he likes that he gets his team to respond. And then I think he liked the fact that um you know, the 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 personnel groups. They only had the one personnel group. They, they fought through some like When that happens man. and Myers had a catch and Gunner had a catch. Two catches. And uh by the way, Gunner post game locker room with the trucker hat, the chaw or dip in his mouth, some sort of skin boots, snake skin boots, oh, yeah. alligator boots, the uh, jeans, the, the haircut too, a new haircut that Edelman made him get with the wild things, wild zigzags, thing. um, gun he, show. He had one of those shirts on that you Wife can't beater. call. You can't call it that anymore. Jesus, Why? scrub that from the podcast, everybody. I believe they're called a shirts now or something. Because they're shaped sort of like an A or something. But, yeah, you, you can't say that anymore. 
Sorry. Apologize. I'd like to apologize to my partner. He's young and stupid and makes mistakes and we'll never say it again. Okay. It's not a big deal on a podcast, I don't think. I don't think so either. Nobody's listening anyway. Okay. We done? Yeah, I got nothing else. (laughs) Let's leave it at that. You saying something offensive. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you next week when we'll have a lot to talk about if this A-B rumor... Could pick up picks over the up weekend. any steam. It would be fun. Would be, but I don't. Would think also it's be happen. hectic. Uh, yeah. Because when AB is on a team you cover as a media member, I'm going to share a little something with the uh, fans here. You're always on call. You're like a freaking doctor. You never know when he's going to go off the rails or go on Instagram or do something that you're going to have to blog. I usually leave Ryan to do those things, but occasionally it ruins my night, and I have to quickly write a column while drinking a beer before I go on my boat. And I don't like when that happens. You did a nice job with that. Other than that. Would you be all for him coming back? Sure. Just as a yes. pure spectator. Yes. Pure spectator. Yes, because I like the chaos. I think everybody would say that, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know you get on your moral high horse, and he did something wrong, and in this world you should be punished when you do something wrong, and he's a bad guy, and clearly he's a bad guy, and a dumb guy, and does a lot of dumb stuff. But just I'm looking right out right now at Gillette Stadium, the field, between that big white border, it would be nice to see Antonio Brown. Because I'll be honest with you, if I'm going to have to come he here... He never got to play here. He, well, he never got to play here, but if I'm going to have to come here and it's all about me, 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 I'd rather see an entertaining game. I don't want to see the scuffling offense that I saw in the first half tonight where you're punting and you can't get a third and one, you can't get a fourth and one. And oh, by the way, Ted Nugent, his brother Mike, who's a kicker for the Patriots, um, snuck a few kicks inside the Yeah, uh, you're, you're, bi- right you're big on that. You love him sneaking these through. He stinks. He made the kicks. Doesn't matter if they barely got in. His kicks are a lot like the Patriots offense. It didn't bite you in the ass tonight. Oh, but it will. It's coming. And by the way, they didn't kick a short field goal. So when Guskowski was kicking uh, field goals, if they weren't right down the middle, did you chalk up as, oh, he almost missed that? Wait a minute. Not right down the middle or just inside the left? Just inside the left. Just inside the left. Every kicker in the NFL. Um, What did he do on the um, field goal? The one that he hit off the upright? The left upright. Some 40 yards into the wind. Give him a break. First of all, Bill said it, there was no such thing as into the wind. It was not going up and down the field. It was going sideways and didn't really affect the kicking. They were able to boom it in both directions. So is, is uh, Koo coming in? Are they making a kicking change? I don't think they're making a kicking change, but I don't think Koo's going anywhere. He should stay for a while. He is, he is close. I, I, don't, I can't imagine Bill has left these two games and said, yeah, we're all set at kicker. Nugent, Nugent's doing a fine job. Of course not. No way. You any kick, you want to be 100% from that position. Yeah, but it's not it, when you're when you're shaky on the makes and you have the misses. That's a bad combination, right? If yeah. he's if he nailed dead center, dead center, dead center, dead center, dead. Okay, miss. That's one thing. But if it's miss, <gasps> near miss, near miss, near miss, near miss. That's awful. I wouldn't say awful, but it's well. No, awful would be you miss everything. Right. Good point. All right. Follow us Rare on Twitter. Point. Uh, off day pod, subscribe. We use yep. reviews. We actually read read a lot of the reviews on Wednesday. And we most were... of them say Andy's awesome, Ryan isn't. Uh, some. <laughs> you got to get some of your friends to leave reviews. I That's do. What you do. Family I do. members. You, you got but, a family dinner this weekend. But, but we, have them pull out their phones and leave reviews while you're at like dinner. But we like that. We like the responses. Our bosses like it. Like yes, we, and we, I think it actually helps in the the algorithms yeah. and all that crap. I don't even know how to say that. Is it algorithm or algorithm? Al- uh, I don't think. Algorithm? I don't think one thirty in the morning is algorithm. the time to figure that algorithm. out. Algorithm. It's his brother, Bill Gorithm. Thanks. Thanks for clear. <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. Everybody, have a nice Columbus Day weekend, and we will talk to you next uh, Wednesday, I believe. Talking about the Jets, Monday Night Football, and improving to seven and zero. Ho hum. Ho hum. Bye bye. Peace out.